Awards, Time in the Principality, Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Gail McIntosh's named the Principality Premiership Coach of the Year. Assistant Coach Gavin Dacey says his influence is not what some people might expect. Kind of everyone sees Dale's an old shouting and screaming, but if he's sitting there cool and calm and, and he's telling me he's disappointed in the rather shouting at you, that's something that's really motivates the boys. The Ospreys beat the Scarlets to claim a Champions Cup place for next season. Captain Justin Tipperick says they want to make the most of it. To start for us now, to push on next year, and it's not really a time to celebrate. I think that's it now in Champions Cup. It's something for us to push on now and uh, compete in the Champions Cup as well. They're not just our PB, isn't it? Wales on the 20s, we're playing France in the World Rugby Championship, looking to gain from their Six Nations experience. And it was the biggest crowd I've ever been exposed to. Like before that, it was probably maximum, was probably about 400 people. I think it was about around 10,000 people there, so it was obviously very overwhelming walking out in that. Second row and Scrag, more later, of course. But we'll start with the Principality Premiership Awards held at the stadium this week. We'll hear from plenty of the award winners over the next few weeks on the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But the big two awards of Coach of the Year and Player of the Year was a Merthyr double. Coach Del McIntosh and Captain Craig Locke. Neither could be there, so Scrum Half Reese Downs collected the award for Locke and Assistant Coach Gavin Dacey for McIntosh. Dacey explained the impact they've both made, starting with the Chief. You know, what he's done for the club as a whole, you know, in the last three or four years has been superb, the impact which he has made on and off the field, to the environment, to everything really, which we try to do up there, the way we play, you know, he's instrumental to that and uh, he's, he's had a huge impact on us. Can you sum up, uh, you know, his uh, contribution, you know, as a, well, first of all as a player for Ponty, but then in later years, uh, coaching uh, at Merthyr and bringing success to the team? Yeah, he's someone who's been in the game a long time, you know, not as a player, like you said, and he's had those experiences and, and played with some quality people, been coached by some quality coaches. But more than I, you know, his life has been built around the game. His jobs have been in player development. He's worked for the Blues. He's coached at a high level. So he's got a vast amount of experiences to be able to go and pull on. And, and that's something which, you know, we are lucky enough and our players are lucky enough. And, and me as an assistant coach is lucky enough to be around on a permanent basis, really. So I've learned a hell of a lot off him this year as of a lot of players you know there's, there's a newcomer in there Paddy McBride you know he came to us as a kid out the heroine a real raw athlete talent and he's taken him from someone who's played Division 3 rugby to someone who's now up for a newcomer of the year in the Principality Premiership so that just proves how good he really is could you say that um, you know this award maybe is overdue from last season with uh, getting the double, him not getting the, the coach of the year, maybe tonight uh, the balance is addressed a bit? Yeah, it's a bit decent all year, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, it'd be nice for him to come and pick that up and have that applause. You know, if you pick a Lions team, ten different coaches are going to pick ten different yeah. for different teams. So, and it's the same with the coaches' perspective. You know, there's a lot of real good quality guys in our room, a mix of kind of people who've been around the game, newcomers, uh, coaches who are going transitioning from playing into coaches. So, it's a real good mix in there, and Dale will be chuffed to have it this year. I know. I'm sure you've spent many a uh, half-time uh, interval with Dale uh, setting the. Agenda for the second half. Do certain sort of games, certain moments stick in the mind with yourself and Dale. Kind of everyone sees Dale, you know, shouting and screaming. But probably the the ones that motivate the boys worse. So when he doesn't shout and scream, because when he's angry 
three and oh guys kind of they know they can win him back but if he's sitting there cool and, and calm and, and he's telling you he's disappointed in you rather than shouting at you that's something which, which really motivates the boys but even a few weeks ago in RGC you know that half time team talk where we didn't really feel like we performed in the first half 14 points down you know Dale come in and said all the right things to all the right people and that showed in the second half when, when we were able to clinch it right at the end and Craig Locke getting a player of the season you know a prestigious award we look at the names of previous winners your thoughts on Craig's achievement tonight oh, superb you know um, like you say you look at the video of the previous winners in a uh, the Falatows and all those guys who've got up here and, and picked that award up. Craig's been fantastic for us for the last four years. He's someone who we have a complete different team when he's on the field. He does all yard yards. I know Reese has kind of got into him a little bit for wanting to play 10 as well, but that just shows the type of guy he is. He takes everything on himself, you know, he takes the whole world on his shoulders and that lifts other people around him. So it's really great to see him getting that play of the season award tonight. That's something he richly deserves. Is Merthyr a different team with Craig Lock playing and, and not playing? 100%. Total different team, you know. It's just guys look across to him and they see him and they grow 10 feet taller, you know, especially in those times where, you know, it's tight, it's close, and they look around and see someone who's... He's not a huge talker, Craig, but what he does, he does, and people follow him, so... Um, we're definitely a, a different team with him. You played in a Ponty team that won, you know, had great success. Is the challenge now for this Merthyr team to maybe go past that and, and build sort of a period of yeah, sustained success? I hope so, you know. Um, a lot of those guys who kind of I played with are still sitting in our room tonight, in all fairness, and, and still putting big shifts in for Ponty. And you look at those videos of past winners, Ponty's and Neath, so we've won four or five, you know, that's a challenge for us and has been this year. We've had no easy games at all, um, especially with relegation adding into the mix of that. But you know, people don't have anything to lose when they come up to the win and they come up to play. You know, and it is a big challenge, and it's something which we do want to do is build a legacy for our town, for our rugby club. You know, it's, it's not just about picking up trophies; it's about having the next person off the line who's going to come in into the club and pick trophies up. So, yeah, we definitely like to do something. And he's told us that he's joining you for next season. So I guess you're going to look to strengthen for, for that one. Yeah, definitely. Reese coming in is going to make a squad even more competitive, a quality player like he is. And again, next year, even though the, the league goes down to 12 teams, it's going to be, you know, Fias to be at the top of that table. Cardiff, Ponty, Landavri, Ebervale have all pushed us extremely hard this year and uh, it's going to be the same next year. It's going to be Fias. Yes, Ebervale outside half Reese jones joining Merthyr next season. So they're certainly looking forward. Another team looking forward to life in the Champions Cup next season is the Ospreys, after they enjoyed a hard-fought playoff win over the Scarlets. We'll hear from full-back Dan Evans in a moment, but first captain, Justin Tipperick. After everything that's gone on this season, it's, it's a nice way to finish off. And No, it's, I think it's just the start now for us to push on next year. We know what our strengths are and we know what their strengths are. And, um, you know, it's trying to not make it an open game to, to get their backs in the game and um, for us to get terribly and be physical um, in the 22. What's been the big thing that's turned it around, you know? I think it's the, how tight everyone is in uh, our squad, coaches, players, staff in the back of it all. Just how uh, everyone came together towards the end of the season when we came back after the Six Nations, after all the rumours and everything that went on. It could have easily folded and just said, oh, you know, we, we just lose every game at the end of the season. and. Instead, we, we finished off winning every single game and, and getting bonus points on the way. Did you ever feel that the, that the group might fold? No. Um, I just think it's uh, character and the squad, you know, the players that we got and the men that's in that group, but uh, it's, it's never an option, really. 
what does being back in the Champions Cup mean to you after being in the Challenge Cup this year? Yeah, like I say, it's probably it's a start for us now to push on next year and it's not really a time to celebrate and think that's it now in Champions Cup. It's, it's something for us to push on now and uh, compete in the Champions Cup as well, but not just RBB, isn't it? I'd beat Scarlet today, he was in local derby, I mean, how sweet was that? Yeah, it's obviously nice, a decent crowd as well um, to get down here and it shows the support of everyone around that comes down today and pushed us on there at the end. It was uh, a bit of a blow towards the end, um, I think, obviously having a bit of a break from a few weeks from playing and um, getting back into it was helped us. And um, no, it's, I think obviously the Scarlets beating them is obviously helpful, but I think it's the bigger goal, was not it? Nice month off now. Uh, <laughs> yeah couple of weeks off and then it, um, it all kicks off again. Target for us and this is a hard way but yeah towards the end of the season we've deserved the sort of the outcomes we've had and yeah the performances you know with our strongest team shows how dangerous we can be. What's it like to be back in the Champions Cup after you win the Challenge Cup this season? Yeah it's you always want to play against the, the top teams and the top names and yeah I think you know we're looking forward to testing ourselves and you know with the first squad we've got hopefully we can compete at the highest level. How much character is it taking from the squad after everything that happens within March time and to win like four max bonus point victories and to win this game today? It was quite a tough off the field sort of scenarios with all the different rumours we're hearing and as a squad I think we've stayed together and we've shown our unity and yeah the last sort of couple of months have shown quality we've got and we are the best team in Wales and you know I think we've deserved that uh, mantle the way we've sort of finished the season so you know we've got plenty to build on and hopefully we can take that sort of form towards next season. Another great season for yourself? Yeah it's nice to you know consistency of playing so yeah I'm happy and you know can't complain and hopefully we can build on our next year as well. Try scoring form towards the end of the season as well uh, you can pick up a few? Yeah it's always nice to pick a couple of tries and it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah just with your form you know can you get better in terms of next year and stuff? Yeah, you can always get better. There's always areas in the game which you know needs to improve, but it's just keeping the consistency and just I'm always striving to get better. And the more I play, the better I get. I feel so. Yeah, hopefully I can get better again next year. For the Scarlets, coach Wayne Perak was understandably disappointed in his last game in charge. There were big moments in the game, and we didn't take those opportunities yeah. to sort of have a crack at uh, taking the lead. I think we missed touch from a penalty, and I think they got back-to-back penalties off that. My memory serves me right, and got down and uh, at 14-10. So that was a big moment in the game. But we came here to to try and win it, and obviously secure that position in uh, in top flight of Europe, which both teams were desperately after. And I think we worked really hard for 80 minutes, you know, but just weren't clinical enough at key moments. And, and they were. They took their scoring opportunities when they got down our end and um, scored three good tries. So would have been nice at the end to have gone 90 metres after turning the ball over, but uh, I think the bounce of the ball probably summed our season up, really, on uh, when Johnny Mack was racing away. But look, in hindsight, we wouldn't do anything differently leading into this game. I think both teams had three weeks to build up to it, which is a little bit different. But... All in all, I think um, I'll probably reflect back in a few weeks' time and look at the game and I think it was a much better spectacle than the one we had out here last time. You think it did sum up your season in some ways and you think a little narrow margins here and there? Yeah, well, you know, if you look back to round one, we we were leading Ulster with a couple of minutes to go, you know, down in their 22 and went off script and gave them the ball and, and they went the length. So we had uh, opportunities in probably four or five games, really, and we shouldn't have been in this position but we found ourselves there and at the end of the day you, you've got to win this pressure game and we weren't able to do it so it's frustrating but it's a bit of a roller coaster and you've got to enjoy the highs we've been lucky enough to have a few of those and now we've just got to dig deep and as a club uh, bounce back next season and um, hopefully not go through the same pain this year in terms of personnel and 
hopefully clinch that uh, European place with a playoff position in the Pro 14. How does it leave you feeling as I said, man? Finally played your last game. Obviously it's disappointing, but looking across the five years, I think we've made some changes early on and we've had success. And of course this year, you know, probably not a lot of things went our way, but um, I think we've got the nucleus of a very, very good squad. And I think if they get a good run uh, next year in terms of availability of players, then I think we'll be knocking on the door again and putting pressure on, on the big boys for honours. And the last time you get to see we. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to take a while, isn't it? You know, you, you sort of spend five years with a group and, and you get to know each other pretty well. It's been an enjoyable time and I can say about the group, they work very, very hard, the management, the, the players. But sometimes you're just not good enough on the day, you know. You come up with a side that win the bigger moments or the big moments in the game and, and at the end of the day deserve to win and uh, today the Ospreys were that team and you know we wish them well next year and from my point of view I think there were some pretty good performances out there from a lot of Welsh players so yeah. that was encouraging. What for you now Ed? What, what's your, what do you do? Yeah a break same as everybody a break away and I'll pop down to New Zealand and catch up with some family and, and then come back and look forward to the, uh, the start of the new role. When you look back at your tenure in charge, you came as an assistant, you, you were thrust into the role uh, initially. When you sum up your, your time of how you're leaving the region at present? Yeah, well, I was never thrust into the role. I was always coming as a head coach. It's just um, that story <laughs> will come out one day. But uh, <laughs> the book. I, oh, I, book. I, <laughs> no, I, I think Simon was, I mean, I was still in New Zealand when I, when I was asked to be the head coach. So when I got here, I knew what I was doing. Look, I, I just really enjoyed it. Not only the coaching of the, the players and a great bunch of people we've got on the management here at the Scarlet. A lot of young people who are going to have long careers in the game, I think. But just embracing West Wales, I've really, really enjoyed that in the community. We've got some really die-hard supporters, some people that uh, live and breathe the game. I'm really, really pleased that I put myself uh, in Clinethley and, and lived here for the last five years. Yeah, I'll cherish some of the, the relationships I've made for a long, long time. listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. The Wales under-20s are in training, ready for the Junior World Championships in Argentina. First, it's a chance to find out a bit more about Dragon's Wing, Dion Smith. A very proud, very happy moment when you hear your name. Um, and so I suppose it's just now about taking the opportunity and, and making it a good decision. Tell us a bit more about your rugby background. I started playing rugby at Ponypool United, played through the district, for Ponypool District and then got picked up with the age grade uh, Dragons um, and I've just sort of slowly worked through the age grade to the Celtic Cup side now last year. Got capped then at 18s which was like a good step, a big step for me and then obviously yeah, luckily then this year I've gone on to get the 20s cap and, and here we are. So Ponypool United is one of those great junior setups, isn't it? Yeah, we're a very very proud club and I think anybody that has played there and has gone on, there are a fair few boys that have gone on as well. I think they're always sort of almost proud, yeah, you know, to sit there and say, look, that's where I started. And I think a lot of us that have come through this, that setup are boys that want to go back there. You know, I definitely would look to go back there and sort of finish off rugby back where we started. But yeah, we, you couldn't ask for anything better as a junior. They're good as gold. The setup there is all very good, so it's definitely somewhere I'd yeah, recommend to start. So you came into that international setup. I suppose you made your mark most in the England game. Talk me through the, the, the closing stages of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, to be fair, um, I was just told, come on and make a bit of an impact. And yeah, looking, obviously looking back on it now, it, was, it could have been anybody. Luckily it was me. Take the moment and 
I suppose as rugby players, that's, that's what you're there to do, that's sort of your job, and, and that's how we sort of got to look at it. It's, it's definitely one I look back on in years to come, and again, I couldn't have asked for a better mark, really. Well, hopefully it's something you'll, you'll get the chance to top. It'll take quite something to top that. Went to the last moment of the game, last move. It wasn't a run-in either, was it? No, it's, um, it'll take a fair bit of topping, especially let's say, with the, the rivalry and, and the situation as it was. Um, it'll take a fair bit of topping, but I say Touchwood, at some point soon, I say in the future, there'll be something that'll be able to top it or, or definitely push it close anyway. Well, maybe it'll come the summer. What, what about the... It's a pretty tough group, isn't it? The defending champions, the hosts and Fiji aren't going to be easy. Just sum up the challenge ahead. Obviously, it's a tough group. I don't think there's ever an easy group when you go, you know, especially to the World Cup. But say Argentina first game, you know, they're not, they're not going to want to disappoint in front of a home crowd, um, yeah, and that's a massive game for us to focus on. Obviously, France we've played already in the Six Nations. We looked at that result and thought, you know, maybe we could have gone either way. Um, so again, obviously, that's a massive game for us, and it'd be a big statement, I think, across the board to try and obviously get that W there. Fiji or Fiji, they speak for themselves, but. Big focus for every game. Trying to move the ball around, I'm sure there's plenty of pace out wide, isn't there? So you're taking on very large packs. So I imagine the game plan's going to be involving the likes of yourself a fair bit. Predominantly, probably not one of the biggest sides around at our level, but we back ourselves physically. Um, say going over to Argentina, we know that South American teams are predominantly genetically big boys. The back line we got, you know, the foot, our loose forwards, you know, we're all sort of very athletic, so it's definitely something we can look at doing. You know, out there in the heat as well, you know, it'd be good to try and move the bigger boys around. But yeah, we, we definitely back our ability to throw the ball about and, and hopefully score some good tries. And back at regional level, Dean Ryan's coming in, he's talking about five-year plans, he's talking about growing from within, he's talking about developing players through to the highest level. You'll be pretty pleased to hear all of that, won't you? Um, yeah, I think they're all sort of positive movements. So just trying to get personally out of it what you can and pushing myself to the highest level. My main focus at the moment is obviously next month, but coming into pre-season then, yeah, it's pushing myself as far as I can and hopefully put my name up in the mix and see what comes of it, really. Just want to take the experience, bag it all up and use it then come the next few years. Do you know what I mean? It's the pinnacle of where I can get at the minute and it's definitely something we could use in the, in the seasons to come. So, obviously, this is my sort of last year now at this level, so obviously I'm going to try and take it all forward and use it to my advantage then come say, next season, season after, and years to come. Second row Ed Scrag explained how he ended up playing for Wales. Uh, I went for a Welsh Exiles pathway, and that, like, a Wales under-18s trial, had, like, a Super 6 series in the um, Cardiff Farms Park, and from that, I think I just Dragons academy manager, James Trapron. He got involved with the Exiles and got offered a contract from there. What was the Welsh connection? My mother's side of my family is Welsh. Uh, they're from Neath originally, yeah. So good work by them. Presumably you've been pleased that you made that choice, though? Yeah, 100%. Like, the first Exiles camp I went to, this was just like all sort of a bit of a dream. Like, was never in my expectations for anything to really happen from it, just to sort of develop my rugby and that's it. But um, the last sort of 18 months, my rugby has just taken off and obviously really, really happy with it. And very much part of the Dragons' pathway, but also this year playing all the games in the Six Nations. How was that for an experience? Yeah, like going into the Six Nations, being involved in the squad was enough for me. Like With the quality of the second rounds we had, I wasn't really expecting to get that much game time. I got loads of game time, I was very, very happy with that. And it was, yeah, it was an incredible experience. In particular, maybe the France game, what do you take out of that? In France, it was quite hostile because it was like 99% France supporters. 
and it was the biggest crowd I've ever been exposed to. Like before that, it was probably maximum probably like 400 people. I think it was about around 10,000 people there, so it was obviously very overwhelming walking out in that. I was very, very nervous on the bench when I came on, but when I sort of said to myself, yeah, really, really enjoyed the experience. I'm talking about hostile crowds, of course, your first game's up against Argentina. Yeah, it's obviously... That's going to be... Yeah, they're going to be very spirited and they're going to come at us, but, um, yeah, I think we have the quality to manage it and hopefully come away with a win, but we'll see. How have you found the Dragons' experience balancing the two to a degree, but, but the experience that being with the Dragons this year has given you? It's been a lot of support. Like the the setup of Dragons is brilliant. Like they giving us the support in my rugby, like extra skill sessions when necessary. And when like Cardiff met programs that like eases off towards the end of the season, they sort of come in and make sure my rugby load is good coming into this environment. To make sure I'm on top of all my skills and everything. They've been really really supportive. And the link between sort of Cardiff met and Dragons has really helped me, I suppose, because they're always talking, always managing me, and making sure I'm getting enough game time in the right environments and stuff. Yeah, really really pleased with the last sort of season of rugby. What are you studying? Sports management, I, f- I feel like it's, it's quite um, relative to my hopeful career or like my involvement with this has given me like, a good insight into sort of like sports management side because obviously I'm on the receiving end of that. Great to make an impression this year and then next mm. year in some ways. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of experience, you'll be one of the senior players. Yeah, I'm hoping to make it again next year but we'll just have to see because obviously there's um, some good boys coming up from the under 18 so there'll be more competition and uh, yeah, we'll just have to see from... See you next year from this way Charles Day. And of course, Dean Ryan coming in to the Dragons. Yeah, exactly. you, he's talking a lot about developing from within there. It's very early stages, but um, I'm sure in the coming weeks I'll hear loads of information from it and uh, sort of like pre season plans and stuff and like my plans for next year, where I'm going to play and stuff. Yeah. And you've got someone of his stature coming in. Is that something that the young players are thinking? We know he's sort of five year plans. Yeah. We're going to be part of that five year Yeah, exactly. So obviously, that's very exciting for me because I'm, like, I'm only 18 and five years. And, what, 23? That's still like a very early stage for a sort of secondary career because that's when they sort of come into senior squads. So obviously very, very exciting. And um, and yeah, I think everyone at Dragons is very excited for the with, like, coming years and, under him. So plenty more from Wales Under 20s in next week's Principality Welsh Rugby Podcast. But until then, goodbye.